This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's no issue with the sound, I'm just struggling with how to start this one. Anyway, a warm welcome to this midweek TSP 147B. If the B in the bite-sized pod after the Liverpool game stood for bonus, then the B in this bite-sized pod stands for bollocks. Yes, it's <laughs> happened again, but the best way to sometimes get over things is to talk about them, right? Right. And that's what Glenn, Simon Peach and myself will be doing in this shortened TSP. Steve and Dan are apparently, apparently, tied up with work. Convenient. <laughs> anyway, given what happened and the fact Simon witnessed the catastrophe firsthand, I can't guarantee there won't be any swearing, so a friendly warning in advance. But chaps, please try your best not to let our professional standards deteriorate, especially after your potty mouth at the weekend, Simon. Well, you didn't you didn't <laughs> warn me, I'll be honest. Like, I thought we were among friends. And to be honest, I'm going to stick to one swear word Go on then. tonight, That's fine. which I'll get out of the way now, which is something I repeated after all nine goals, which was <laughs> me. <laughs> Right, Reed's notes, try to sound as jovial as possible. Glenn, Simon, welcome. Obviously, we're not going to do a, a play-by-play here, but uh, having had several messages from folk almost imploring us to give our immediate thoughts and reactions, we'll look back at the carnage of yet another night to forget for Saints. Um, before we get going, Simon, you followed up on your threat from the weekend, I think, because uh, there was a brilliant photo. You did actually take your football boots to Old Trafford, is that right? Yeah, I actually uh, I, I genuinely got them out of the cupboard and told the missus I was taking them as a prop for a photo. <laughs> um, and she was, yeah. No, I did take them. Um, probably might need me at Newcastle now, so, so they'll stay in the back of the car. Yeah, that's wise, that's wise. But uh, there we go. So, Glenn, we'll talk about some of the key decisions in a moment, but let's start with you, and then Simon can give his general thoughts. Um, Glenn Delacour, your summary of Manchester United versus Saints. Go. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, right, OK. First off, it was not as bad as the Leicester 9-0. Um, Agreed. Mainly because I personally wasn't there. <laughs> I, I was at St Mary's and it was raining. It was a horrible day and we lost 9-0 and it wasn't great. We were just genuinely garbage that day. Mm. Um, you know, we've all, we all know the story. Yesterday, there's a whole host of mitigating circumstances. And it's really weird because 
yes, we've lost 9-0 again. And I've come away from it not thinking, oh, my God, we're awful. We've lost 9-0. I've come away thinking about refereeing decisions mm. and injustices in general. So it's it's a really weird feeling um, having been tanked as badly as that. I'll admit, when I saw the, the lineup displayed on the screen just before the game started, I thought, we're going to get tanked here today. I could just, I could just see it. I, I thought it was too much had to fall into place for it to not be like that. Mm. You know, I'm looking at Kane Ramsey, who was, has not been in the picture at all for a year and a half. And I was looking at Jankovic, who's come from nowhere, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and all the agent mouth off and all that sort of stuff. And then the, the game starts. I mean, Ralph must've had a game plan and I imagine working on that. And then, after 60 seconds, whatever it was, 70 seconds, that tackle goes in. There's not a referee. You mean we're going to blame Mike Dean for other stuff later on, I'm sure, but there's not a referee in the country or anywhere in the world who would not give that as a red card. Agreed. Um, the fact that, you know, it's above his knee, you're dead, you're off, you're gone. Um, whether you're 19, whether it's the first minute, whether it's your debut, whatever, you're off. Um, and it was kind of surreal from that point on. Um the rest of the first half, I just thought, you know, you, you, you kind of want the team to stay solid and go 4-4-1 and try and keep it tight. But then when you look at the makeup of our midfield, you've got, you had Gineppo, you had Ings, who were both who were strikers, yeah. you know, not, not really defensive players. You had Armstrong playing as a number six, and he definitely is not a number six. He's a he's a winger. He's not, you know, he, he's not that sort of player either. And Warprouse can't do it all on his own. And... He, you could see that the defenders were trying their best. I thought Kane Ramsey actually stuck to his job pretty well. Um, but, you know, you're allowing free headers in the in the middle of the penalty area. You know, we're not picking players up. It's the old thing about you mark a space. It's not space that scores a bloody goal. It's the centre forward marking, yeah. for God's sake. So so we didn't we didn't do ourselves any favours um, and just everything piled in. Um, everything piled in. Um we we got away with one with the Ramsey tackle on Cavani on the edge of the box. Um, and but it was outside the box. That's the key it, thing. It was outside the box, but it was more significant later because it was, you know, Mike Dean being undermined by VAR. <laughs> and I'm sure that played a part in, in what was to follow. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Glenn. I mean, I, I was talking to Andrew at uh, Meridian earlier today and I said the same thing. You know, maybe it's just the fact that it's not even 24 hours and it hasn't sunk in yet. But I didn't feel quite as shell-shocked this time around as I did last time around. And I think that's partly because we know now that we bounce back from that and hopefully it's the, well, we've done it before. Can we do it again? And it's almost uh, a sort of case of thinking like that. But look, I mean, Simon, you were there. You, you <laughs> one, one of the few that yeah. were, were able to witness it uh, firsthand. It was um, great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Um, what, I mean, what you, obviously, everyone was reminding me yesterday. Simon, Can I just I, say, I didn't, I didn't just witness it. I had to write about the file <laughs> on the final whistle. Yeah. I didn't just, I wasn't just there watching it. I actually had to write 700 coherent words <laughs> for full time. Yeah, yeah. And at 87 minutes, I was like, oh, you know, Saints got hit for insert number six, yeah. seven, whatever it is, yeah. after Alex Jankovic's early red card. Yeah. And then it was like, oh no, it's happened again. <laughs> I know, um, and I, I, there was plenty of people. Uh, I think it was Glenn that said it at the weekend that uh, Manchester United don't sweep teams aside or something like that. But yeah, I mean, what did I you think make? It was Dan. That oh, was, Dan. Yeah, it wasn't well, me. Maybe, maybe he's, why he's not unavailable <laughs> to uh, today then. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, what did you make of it in general, Simon? Just a bad night at the office, or you know, potentially more yeah. ramifications than that? A 
really, really bad night at the office. But I mean, I actually feel like, because, and I appreciate that I'm in a minority of one here, but being at the game helped me kind of deal with it in real time a bit better because mm-hmm. I could just see how at, uh, we're all watching these matches. There's so many people that are watching these matches on their own or within a very small group with their family. What I was watching in a press deck of 25, 30 people. So when Mike Dean went over to check the monitor and we're all like, well, this penalty is going to be overturned. That's that. At least that's happened. And then he, he waited and waited and waited to build up the dramatic pause. Like he was going to announce he was leaving on the X factor. And then, pointing to the spot and saying, Fenner, there was laughter throughout the press box. I've never heard that before. Mm. I've never heard everyone laughing out loud at a decision. It was atrocious. But um, for me, uh, obviously, I think the main negative that Hasnett should be asked about and should think about is the way he set up after we went a man down. Yep. Because that was 88 minutes where we had to defend and we were a bit too gung-ho, I, I think. Um we, I thought we started the second half very well. Obviously, we were 4-0 down by that point, and it should have been brought back to 4-1. Yep. Um, then those two quick goals happen, and, uh, those two goals come in quick succession, which is fine. We were holding out until the 80-odd, 82nd, 87th minute, whatever it was, when, when Fernandez scored. And then I think that's when the ghost of Leicester mm. crept over the shoulder, because there's no way. I know Scott McTominay was screaming, we want more, or whatever, we need 10. Um, but there's no way that that should have happened even with we should have had just everyone behind the ball just throw put your bodies on the line yeah. um it was an awful awful night it shouldn't have been 9-0 no um and i think the only reason it was 9-0 is because of mike dean mm-hmm. so that's probably yeah. why i don't feel as bad about it because 6-0 7-1 whatever you go that is awful but we as saints fans have lived through those results so many times. I swear that was every Saturday during the 90s, me turning on the radio, was yeah. us losing 7-1. Somewhere. <laughs> so Leicester was us bottoming out. This yep. is just a really, really bad night at the office. This is the bottoming out, hopefully, of what's been going on with all the injuries. Mm. And uh, Well, it might not be. We've got Newcastle, and God knows who's going to play against Newcastle. Yeah, I, assume we, I think we I can confidently we... say Newcastle aren't going to score nine against us, Glenn. No, oh, but why? Uh... <laughs> why would you say I'll that? edit that out. I'll we edit that out. We literally had two examples in the last sixteen months. Yeah, and... it would take it would take something for that to happen. Mm. But you know, I mean, is Bednarek going to be able to play? Are they going to appeal it? Can they appeal it? Yeah, they yeah, have they appealed, have appealed it. it. So I mean, now they have appealed it. Yeah, um, and they can appeal it. It's a one-match ban rather than a three-match because it wasn't violent conduct. It was denying a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, whether they will see sense and stop it I don't know because they've had that they he literally went and checked on the VAR monitor and kept with his decision mm-hmm. so I don't know how that impacts him I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna appeal the other one no <laughs> and I know there was a, a some stories out today that they had requested that Mike Dean and Lee Mason no longer refereed Southampton matches for the foreseeable future from speaking to people my understanding is that is probably what they would like because there is rightfully a lot of anger and frustration. Um, but I don't think there is a formal mechanism for that. And that would start a, that would open a can of worms, wouldn't it? Mm. Well, it's already happened, hasn't it? Because Liverpool and Everton have had referees, not referee them for it was Liverpool and Anthony Taylor, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. I think, Liverpool, though, I it? think well, it, it might be more of an informal arrangement though, in terms of, 
oh, look, he's not refereed there for a while. But no one really picks that up unless you're a real sad axe like us. <laughs> yeah. Um, just on Jankovic then, Glenn. Um, obviously, Saints have yes. uh, unfortunately once uh, again become record holders because uh, not only have they now got Shane Long's fastest ever goal in the Premier League, they've also got the fastest ever Premier League red card, 80 seconds or so. Um, look, I mean, do we put it down to youthful enthusiasm, the tackle on Scott McTominay, or do you think it's sort of more mindless idiocy? Well, someone was saying yesterday that he's got a bit of a record for yellow and red cards in the B team. Um, I'm, I haven't checked this, so I don't know how true that is, but apparently in some something like seven games, he's had five yellows and a red. Right. So he's obviously, if that is true, he's obviously got a bit of an issue. I think a lot of people would have felt sorry for him or a lot more people would have felt sorry for him and gone, you know, youthful enthusiasm and blah, 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 blah. If we hadn't had the incident with the agent mouthing off and, and requested a transfer um, a few days ago, that put 100% more pressure on the lad. He's playing his first game. He's at Manchester United. He's probably got it in his head more than he would do normally that I've got to go out and make a big statement straight away, prove how good I am, you know, back up this talk that the agents put out there and bang, that happens. Mm. Um, and sympathies, are, you know, he's a young lad and you've got to remember that, but when incidents like the agent do happen, fans of the club don't like that sort of thing. And and that's going to mean that the sympathy is in a little bit of short supply. And he's... I think that I think that's key to remember, though. Like, I work in the industry and not many agents go on the record. Mm. And when no. agents do go on the record, that sets off alarm bells to me. I mean, I like it if they go on the record to me, but it sets off alarm bells. This is a lad that hadn't played, hadn't started a senior match and his agent was kicking off. Yeah. I understand, yeah. even though it was poor form, when uh, Mina Riley did it about Paul Pogba yeah. about 10 years ago, because they brought Paul Scholes out of retirement, for goodness sake, to play ahead of him. Um, that, I understand, even if it did get under the skin of people at Manchester United, he didn't have a leg to stand on. You don't have a divine right to burst into the first team and look how the cards have fallen you've made your debut at Old Trafford he could have been playing against his boyhood idol Paul Pogba mm. funnily enough um, who was obviously not there but like, you just got to, there's yeah. no need for that as you said there's no need to put that under pressure because everyone would be going right I want to prove myself I want to get in there but yeah as you said Glenn he put himself under undue pressure and probably thought I need to make an imprint just don't do it on Scott McTominay's side <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the other thing is he would have been in the team for the next three games. If he'd have played 90 minutes, even if he'd not been brilliant because of the injuries we've got now, he'd have probably had a free run at the next sort of three or four games to try and get himself up and running as a as a Premier League player. Mm. Uh, and then who knows? And, and that's gone now because it's a it's a three game ban. Um Unless we appeal it, in which case it'll be 10, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly frivolous appeal. And it'll be interesting but, to see uh, how Ralph reacts to it as well, Glenn. I mean, you know, privately, obviously, whether we see him again, you know, even when he's back from his ban or whether that's almost sort of put an X against his name to a certain extent with Ralph's thinking as well. Well, I've seen a lot of people criticise his reaction. They said, and we didn't seem upset, you know, and almost implying... He's probably that shocked, he wasn't he, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. shocked. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't... He, he's not gone out there to do someone in the first minute because yeah. you know if you it doesn't matter if you've only played youth team football you you put in a tackle like that at any level of football it, you know you're going to get sent off it's as simple as that and Jankovic has got enough experience to know that so there's no there's no way he did it deliberately so it it depends what we what Ralph thinks of him as a player 
whether he thinks there is a player there. I'd, I'd suggest he does because he's, he's still at the club after all and they turned down the transfer request and all that stuff. Um, but he's he's made it more difficult for himself now, obviously, because people are going to be looking for that um, that short fuse to see if, um, you know... And it's well, just he's no longer just got the pressure of the agent, is it? He's nah. not just got the pressure of the agent anymore. He's got the pressure of being, oh, he's that lad that got sent off 80 seconds into his first ever start. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, his agent, his agent did say that he didn't want him playing the odd few minutes here and there. Well, he didn't manage, he didn't manage <laughs> multiple minutes, did he? So he's right. I know. And the defending obviously left uh, a lot to be desired, Simon, as we mentioned. I mean, we are obviously down to literally the bare bones in places, so it wasn't necessarily a, a surprise against the world-class squad. As you mentioned earlier, we obviously got to half-time at 4-0, and you're kind of thinking, let's not do what we did last time. Let's try and stay compact and hoof it up the pitch every time and, you know, go from there. But, I mean, incredibly, we then score, I think, what many of us would deem an illegitimate goal, which, uh, once again, is ruled out because of, you know, who knows why these days, the shambles that are uh, officials, I guess. See, TSP 147, I think we covered it there. But I, I suppose from a Saints point of view, Si, in terms of getting some confidence back in the second half and giving them a chance and something to sort of hang on to it kind of pretty much finished them off didn't it that decision uh yeah i don't i don't know i, I was pretty impressed by the way that they they dug in for until the bedner i think the bednerick thing was the thing that was the that was the gut punch to, uh, that was the real thing that, that left them down and out um it was a weird i just i know we've benefited from some of these calls like everyone has this season but i don't think anyone in the league would I mean, it's just, as I said about last time, and very boring about frame rates and resolution and all that stuff. It, it's not, if you're having to look at that much detail, just why? Mm. Just yeah. why? It doesn't, I mean, the only thing that I gained from that is a clean sheet bonus for David De Gea on fantasy football. <laughs> like, I mean, just come on, just give the lad, like, it doesn't, I know sometimes it will change the outcome of the game, but can, is someone really going to argue? Is someone really going to argue with that? I don't know. It's just I like I imagine a lot of people were just left numb yeah. by that decision. I was left numb when Danny. I know. I think it was Glenn said he jumped off the sofa or whatever it was when Ings scored it was the me. other day against Villa. Yeah. It was you. I, I I didn't because I was numb. I was left numb by the start of the match, and I just was like, yeah. well, here we go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I had Bruno Fernandes as my captain, so there was one positive as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, after that, Glenn, obviously the goals flow, and as Simon says, we get to 86 minutes, despite a, a couple of efforts, not necessarily the, the red car for Jankovic, because I think we all felt that was justified. Mike, I'm a disgrace to the Premier League, Dean suddenly thinks, hold on a minute, we're likely to finish this game without me becoming the centre of attention, so I better f- change that. And we get the shambles of Martial diving, a penalty being given. I can't believe you had the audacity to start the episode by talking about my language. I'll be beeping these out, though. I'll be beeping these out. Um, um, we obviously get the shambles of Martial diving, a penalty being given, yeah. VAR being checked, Martial still seemed to be diving, Mike Dean looking at the clips of Martial diving before then deciding with Martial having dived that he'll still give the penalty and send off Jan Bednarek, who was you know, clearly trying not to touch Martial, who dived, by the way, um, off the pitch. I mean, talk us through it, Glenn, I mean, we know he likes to be the centre of attention, but it's incredible that you can go through that process and still deem it to be a a red card and a penalty after, you know, it's, yeah, it's, Bednar, it's trying to get out of the way almost. It's absurd. I mean, if we go, if we go back to the Villa game with the, the Matt Cash handball, it was pretty obvious to me that Mike Dean was trying to do the, how, how can I make this all about me? And, and he did by not, not giving the penalty um, with, with this one. So, so diving in front of a ball with your arm out as a defender is not a penalty according to Mike Dean, but 
a, a forward diving over a you know a player who's trying to get out of the way that that is a penalty. I mean, there's a couple of things. Martial diving against ten men when they're six nil up is epitomizes modern football, really, doesn't it? Uh, it does. And to be fair, he's probably just conditioned to do it. Mm. You know, he's, he's, he probably sees this scenario where the defender's coming across and he just thinks, oh, yeah, I dive here. And he, it's just muscle memory. So he just throws himself. It's the it's a clear dive. Um, I, I haven't seen a comment, uh, apart from Robbie Savage, who is well, like the pricks. Irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, he's, he's like, he's, um, apart from him, I don't think a single commentator thought that was a penalty. Yeah, you took the words yeah. out of my mouth. I've well, not seen can, one expert or anything I... today. Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing is, I'm sure you've seen this, Bednarek said that Martial told him it wasn't it's a penalty, he didn't touch yeah. me. It's yeah. not a foul. I, don't, I genuinely don't think he... I don't know. I think he went down easily. I'm not sure it was a dive. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm just saying this because I'm looking through man, the, the Man United goggles that I have to wear through work. But he didn't say, no, no, don't, don't give that. For the, for the love of God, don't give that. He didn't do that when he got, got up. He, sheep, he did look very sheepish. Um, but uh, yeah, I just as Glenn says, I mean, well, look, you know, it's... look sheepish. Marsh- Martial usually looks like a bulldog chewing a wasp. You know, well, I just think, na- it, as I say, you know, I, I think I agree with you, Glenn. I mean, that's the thing, Simon. It's you know, for me, you know, as a professional, getting another professional sent off when you know that you've conned for lesser a word the referee. I mean, I think you would look sheepish. Yeah, um, but at the same time. It's not like he can do Paolo Di Canio and pick up a cross because he wasn't going to score anyway. Like, you've seen him. He, he, he couldn't. He would have got dog's abuse. Imagine if Man United lost out on the title by a goal, which he would have said, no, no. Like he, he's, he is a professional. He, it's gamesmanship. And I know you guys probably didn't see it because it's my focus. But the night before, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was talking about his players being more streetwise. Mm. Well, that was the epitome of it. Um, even if that wasn't necessarily the, the bit he was focusing on. He was focusing on, like, waste a bit of time to make sure the VAR can go, oh, actually, hold on, Billy Sharp did push David Ayo in a cross game. In. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's just, yeah. We'll be keeping our fingers <laughs> crossed so they don't win the title now yet. This is about VAR, though, isn't it? Because VAR allows Matt Cash to get away with that handball. Mm. It's disallowing goals for nothing and saying they're offside. And... We've totally stopped booking players that dive, which you would think VAR would be able to pick up pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I criticise VAR, and I of course mean the idiots who, you know, interpret the interpret the pictures. So, you know, to me again, I don't think there's a commentator in the land apart from Robbie Savage, who would have complained if that had been a free kick to us and Martial got booked. Mm. That's what should have happened. Um, but but it didn't. We we're not booking players. I mean, how many players are getting booked for diving these days? Yeah. Because but diving hasn't miraculously stopped. They've obviously said we're not going to. You know, there's obviously been some edict from somewhere saying we're not going to book people for diving. I remember Hoiberg getting sent um, off a couple of seasons back for it. Wasn't his second yellow dive? Wasn't it a really bad one at that? But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't happen. You see Harry Kane doing it every other week, don't you? But uh, look, there we yeah. go. I mean, th- thankfully, Simon. Obviously, football matches only last for 90 minutes, and the full time whistle obviously eventually goes. And you know, Ralph obviously looks gutted again and. I mean, just on Ralph Simon, where do you think he goes from here? I mean, surely with the club having stood by him last time and taking into account the, the poor run of luck we're having with injuries and things like that at the moment, I mean, he's not going to walk away, is he? I mean, he's surely going to stand by the club and see us through this difficult moment again. And you sense there is almost, a, as we mentioned at the start, a bit more of a determination than a, a sort of acceptance this time that they can get out of it pre-injury? 
Uh, yeah, I could hear the hope in your voice there, but I That's do, right. I, I do agree. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that press conference wasn't fun to do for me, uh, and certainly wasn't for him. Um, but the fact that he he spoke about the rest of the season, he's saying, I'm pretty sure that this is a like this is more painful than the Leicester lot. Uh, the Leicester loss, but we're. I think you'll look at the end of the season and we'll be in a far better position. We've had a good season. Yeah. Uh, we're we're in a position where we haven't been for a long time. So he thinks he's talking about the rest of the season. Someone else said that to me last night, and I was like, "All right, man, try not to bring me down even more." <laughs> um. So he he was crestfallen as he would and mm. faced some difficult questions afterwards. As 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 it's as he he was right to because two nine nil. Losses is pretty Incredible, striking. Yeah. Um, I don't, and again, I, I'm sure a lot of people didn't pick up on this because this is the Manchester United end, and most of that was just gloating fans. And just as I say that, the notification from Manchester United popped up saying, We've spliced together our record Premier League victories in goal time order Ipswich and Southampton. <laughs> oh, there's another clue. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. I got the first question in the Solskjaer press conference because the press officer wanted to wind me up again. <laughs> she, she came in and I could hear her in the background saying, has Simon Peach put his hand up? Has Simon Peach put his hand up? <laughs> Ollie, remember he's a Southampton fan? And I was like, yeah, I know. He's like, he's a Southampton fan. Yeah, I know, I know. And then I was like, yes, I am, I am. And Ollie was like, ah, sorry. Uh, and then I, I asked him a question about being ruthless. Like, you're, you're never ruthless when I'm watching. Why did he have to do it tonight? And then the second question was about VAR. And he said... Jan Bednarik definitely shouldn't have been sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, he agreed that the VAR was a joke, really. Um, and I think it does need to be looked at. I don't think the problem is VAR. I think it, the problem is the way it's being operated. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, obviously it's uh, on to Newcastle on Saturday then, Glenn. Um, with a, according to the post-match comments, none of the injured defenders or midfielders likely to return for Saints, which is pretty depressing. Obviously, Jankovic mm. will now be suspended and... Uh, Knowing our luck and the fact that, you know, it's little Southampton, I'm sure, uh, the FA and the Premier League and whoever won't really be asked about overturning Bednarek's red cards. So we'll see what happens. But how do Ralph and the lads get themselves up for that? Because James Ward-Prowse was talking after the game about a reaction and, you know, all the sort of cliches you'd expect to hear. But arguably, Glenn, the season starts again on Saturday, really. Well, it does. And they've just got to go and get any sort of result on Mm. Saturday. Um, Or, you know, unfortunately... Newcastle are one of those games that you you really have to go and win because they're terrible. Um, but our record up is dreadful. Oh, no, anyway. it is. But, but they're but they're a, they're a dreadful team, aren't they? And they've got the odd they've got the odd good player, um, St. Maximum when he's fit, and you know Wilson yeah. can score goals when they're put on a plate for him. So you know it, it's a it's a game where it's against not a very good side. So we're going to have to patch up and put out whatever we can. Um, I mean. <laughs> He came on as, I mean, imagine that, that the, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Let's call it Shapche, the defender mm-hmm. who came on at the end. So here you go. 7-0 down at Old Trafford. Nine men. On you go. You try not to do anything stupid. I mean, my word. Thanks a lot. Keep it tight. Uh, yeah, keep it tight. <laughs> 7-0 down. So I imagine that if Bednarek is suspended, that he he's the next one in. Um, and so we're going to have him in the defence. We're going to have Kane Ramsey in the defence again. Simon Peter right back. Uh, Picture right back. So yeah. it, it, it's, it, you know, it's already looking threadbare. The midfield, I guess, I guess Armstrong will have to play in the centre of midfield mm-hmm. unless there's a, unless he's going to play someone like Caleb Watts who doesn't look physically big enough to play in the centre of midfield. Um, and then you've got the 
poor lad who signed on loan from Liverpool. What must he be thinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Well, he'd be um, thinking the only way's up. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll be, get better. Yeah. I imagine he'll play. It reminds me of that meme of the guy opening the door with holding pizza <laughs> yeah. boxes and yeah. the whole flat is on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one I think of is the, the Simpsons one where uh, Grandpa walks into the pub, puts his hat, hat on the uh, coat hanger, takes it off again, and then walks out. It's that sort of thing, isn't it? So uh, there we go. But uh, yeah, I, I totally agree, Glenn. I mean, any sort of result, good, bad, or ugly. But I mean, Simon, you you confident they can get something at Newcastle, and more importantly, that they can dig themselves out of this hole and get those 11 points and then kind of just worry about the rest of the season when it comes? I'm confident that we'll dig ourselves out of this hole. Whether it's Newcastle, I don't know. I hope it is, because the sooner we get that monkey off our back, the better. Uh, I think we've got a decent enough front six and obviously left back and a centre back. It's just that right back and the guy that partners Stevens, which is obviously a, an issue. So on paper, it's, a deep, it's not an awful 11, certainly not to be playing a Newcastle side that are hit and miss and obviously under pressure. So hopefully we can, I mean, I hope I'm not under appreciating just how bad last night was. Because mm. um, 9 0 takes the headline, but it, as you, as I say, there were so many mitigating circumstances. Yeah, we had nine first-team players out. We had four that would have definitely started. Yeah, we, we didn't even had a fill red the bench. Card in within ninety seconds, we had two goalkeepers on the bench. Yeah, we were done in the late eighties by an absolutely ridiculous decision by Mike Dean, mm-hmm. and that was at six-nil. We then collapsed because of the mental hangover from the Leicester match. But this, I mean. As someone was mentioning, my colleague from the Telegraph, uh, James Ducker, saying like about it's amazing what can happen. Look where Saints were and where they are now yeah. in such a short period of time. And I made the point, but also remember that two, three weeks ago we were beating reigning Premier League champions Liverpool very comfortably. We were knocking out the FA Cup holders Arsenal. So yeah. this isn't, as I said, Leicester was popping out. That was hitting rock bottom, and that was everything that had been going wrong at the club. Just Make it festering in that horrible, horrible night. Yeah. And just this is different. Yeah. This is this is different. It's horrible. And the worst bit is, <laughs> we've got two or three more years of nine nil talk now. Um, just as we were coming out the other side of the Leicester stuff. Um, <laughs> but we've doubled up on it. And also, can, I, I should take this point because I've seen a few things on social media about this. If there's anybody who's listening to this that is one of those morons that has sent any racist abuse to Alex Jankovic, then I hope the police find you. Quite right. Because so. it's ridiculous. I was on this show the other day talking about how Man United players have been racist abuse. It's becoming fashion at the moment. I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. But uh, as you say, hopefully they'll get uh, rooted out and uh, you know dealt with uh, in the right way. But um, yeah, from a Saints point of view, as you say, let's uh, let's hope that they can get a positive result of uh, some sort. They'll certainly need it. And I think for all of us, just uh, yeah, keep smiling, a bit of humour. Let's just try and get through this. We've been here before. It's not like uh, you know the positive, Glenn, is that they won't be talking about the Leicester game on telly anymore, will they? Absolutely not. I've, I thought of another positive actually. Go for we, it. We, we were going to plant 200 trees, weren't we? Also, I think every we time were. someone, yeah. So, Yankovic's 97 seconds has earned 
Yeah, there's only 200 trees or whatever it is. Yeah, there you go. There we go. And the lad who came on in the second half when it was 7 0. Yeah, he's another one. Happy days. No, good stuff. As you say, uh, joking aside, that is a a positive to take away from it. We'll have a uh, whole forest in a month. (laughs) We will. (laughs) I don't know how many we're going to plant for Mavis the Tea Lady when she runs out against someone, but yeah, so. uh, I'm not not sure Alex Yankovic will pose for a picture with his trees like Dan and (laughs) Lund who did. I don't Uh, think they'll go there with that uh, one. There we go. But uh, cool, right. I'm going to be positive. Let's start with some predictions and I'm going to go for Saints to draw one all, dig themselves out. I mean, at the very least, it'd be nice to have a goal to celebrate, wouldn't it? But uh, Simon, what do you reckon for Newcastle? 9-0. No, I um, <laughs> I reckon I might make Callum Wilson my fantasy captain, yeah. just in case. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 th- I think Saints 3-1. Uh, j- j- and I'm basing this purely on, and I know you touched on it earlier, James Ward-Prowse spoke after the match. The way he appeared to have just dealt with an awful night mm. and already was focusing on the next one. The way it wasn't just words, it was the way he was saying them. It made me think, all right, in a way, the fact that they've had been through this before means that, well, so many of them have been through this before that they can refocus and get over it quicker. Um, and they're in a better spot. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed. Brilliant. All right. Glenn, what do you reckon? This is for the prediction league, of course. So you know, okay, yeah. relatively seriously. Um, if we'd been beaten 9-0 with our full team, I'd be, strongly agreeing with Simon that we'll come back and um, and win against Newcastle. However, I don't know what we're going to be able to put out on the pitch. Yeah. So, you know, even if they all play to their full potential, it might not be enough to win a Premier League game, bearing in mind we're going to have people out of position, kids playing, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle. 2-1 Newcastle. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'll have to get Dan... There's uh, that positivity gone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Think of the trees. Think of the trees. Right, I'll have to get Dan and Steve's predictions <laughs> offline, but uh, yeah, good luck, Saints. You're listening to the Total Saints podcast, going to the heart of all things Saints FC. Well, I would say I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode of TSP, but I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. Um, What I would add is that I hope it's managed to deal with some of the emotion that you may be suffering post-Tuesday evening. Football is a game, it's not life and death. As someone once said, don't get too high when you win and don't get too low when you lose. We can bounce back from this. We've done it before. Onwards to Newcastle. Let's hope for that reaction. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Simon and Glenn for their thoughts. We'll see you again at the weekend. And most importantly, guys, keep marching in. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.